All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, that's enough of that. Welcome to episode 396 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today I've got a trusty wingman, Ken, 69th Blizzard on the board. Hello there. Who knows if a live Catman may pop in. That is, of course, little Andrew. And uh, we have a guest, Tom Shannon, Rockologist's Kiss Hall 2, I believe, is your moniker on the FAQ when you are there. So welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate being here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time member of the fact. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember how long. Yeah, pro- probably like the rest of us, too long. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's been a bit of a bummer in the past week on the FAQ. Yeah. And I do want to just give a shout out before we get into today's topic, which should be pretty obvious by Tom's background. Or uh, maybe I'll just... Ah. We'll have to put up a graphic on that. But obviously, a member of the board did pass away last week, Nebula 1982, who was renowned, world famous for his stats and his passion on all things KISS concert related, right down to trying to figure out the attendances on shows that were coming up. And even worse news than that is the passing of Big John Hart this past weekend. So you know what? You know, we're all members of the KISS Army, whether we're active or inactive. And to see members of the Army, of members uh, who've contributed to parts of history itself, passing away is always a very sad thing. So condolences to both of those folks, families, loved ones, friends on their passing. Um, You know what? We're going to keep marching forward and celebrating all things KISS. And this week, Tom is with us to celebrate the shipping. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Tom. Absolutely. I mean, you, you must be as happy as everyone who ordered. Um, I'm almost as happy as everybody's ordered. Both yes, of these yeah, records. Yeah. Uh, of course, Tom is rockologist, and you've recently reissued Peter Chris's post-kiss solo albums, the first two, Let Me Rock You, which came out in 1982, and Out of Control. So congratulations on those finally shipping. You've made it through the vinyl backlog. You've made it through the USPS seasonal gouge fest. You've made it through... uh, We'll we'll talk about some of the trial and tribulations that you've been through. And solutions. And new solutions. And solutions, solutions because life (laughs) is not about problems. It's about solutions, that's right that's right so let's jump in you know right at the beginning of these these are real these exist these can be bought today at the rockologist.com but take us back to the beginning what is the genesis for this project you know what made you think i want to reissue peter chris's post kiss solo albums the first two that were initially released on casablanca records okay all right so my gosh it goes back decades you know fan forever uh, you know and I, and I and i don't mean to get i, I get kind of emotional about this stuff uh but you know i know it sounds corny but seriously 16 year old tom he would be freaking out right now how's this how's this even happening and, and how is it happening you know um you know i've been very fortunate um uh I've, I've made a lot of acquaintances through the years uh had opportunity to help a lot of people um and, uh, you know, and in doing so, 
people when when you help them out with with a problem that they've got they they tend to look to you when they've got anything else or they'll listen to you if you've got a something to propose um so that's you know just through the years i, I started uh uh you know contributing uh, originally with uh kissaholics you know gary Kahn's kissaholics I, I that's that's really the first place that i was published with with kiss stuff and uh, and really the stuff it, it's still the basis of, of everything that i'm doing today uh it's just sharing information you know I, I just i just you know there's information there if i have it and somebody else is asking about it i'm glad to share it i love to get information from other people um you know clear, I, clearly i don't want to examine myself too closely but the, you know like I, I just really enjoy the concept of like price guides and stuff you know um I just started like uh, as a kid, you know, and it's probably some kind of OCD thing or something. I don't know, but like as a kid, uh, I just really was into the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay, so and when I say that, I mean I had it memorized when I was twelve. Uh, yeah, I never did that again. What a waste of time! My goodness, I obviously had nothing going on in life, but that's just apparently that's the way my brain is is kind of wired. So. Uh, where this really started for me as an adult, uh, you know, flash forward, uh, about 32, so it's about 1989 probably. Um, and I had, uh, uh, I had torn a thumb up and had to have thumb surgery. I was a plumber. So I was off work for three months. And so I didn't have anything to do. I was married. Obviously I had to keep the house clean and all that. But, uh, you know, I, I started going to the library every day, going into, re- into the reference section. And, uh, and so I found, uh, I think his last name is Osborne is one of his, you know, books about records and it was a price guide. And so, you know, I got it and I, you know, took it home with the rest of the stuff, you know, star Wars price guides and all that. I just, I, I just noticed I was getting these. And, uh, so I, I, I started looking through it and, uh, and, uh, it's saying, you know, a copy of a live twos worth $35 and I'm like, whoa now. I got a copy of that, you know, and so uh, I started going through the whole thing, you know, through my records, and of course my records were trashed out. They, you know, I played my records. That's that's why these things are valuable now because everybody wore them out back in the day. They, they these records, these vintage records that are in in, in near mint condition, uh, well, what a, what a, uh, you know, it's just an anomaly that they're even existing. So anyway, uh, I obviously got my interest peaked on that, you know, and this is right after, uh, like I say, I've been married about three or four years. This is right after I'd thrown out my entire Kiss magazine collection, you know, so I had nothing. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get interested in, in records now, my Kiss records again, you know, and so I'm, I'm starting to go to flea markets and stuff and, uh, you know, uh, I'm at a, I'm at a flea market in a, uh, uh, in a tobacco warehouse and this guy's got I, I forget the name of it i'm not into bootleg kiss bootlegs but it's one with the lunch box on the front cover and so i just making a comment i said uh uh hey yeah that's interesting my, my brother told me there's one of these on a, on a shelf in a in a drugstore here in town he goes oh no you need to go get that it was this is 1992 at that point and that was the start of my memorabilia collection was this Kiss lunchbox that had been sitting on the shelf in this drugstore for all that time, okay? And everything built up from there. And I'll tell you a story, and I'm still married to this sweet lady, 
but my wife insisted on carrying that lunchbox in. I paid like six bucks for that lunchbox. Insisted on carrying it in the house and dropped it, dropped it and dinged the corner of it. But we're still married. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta keep your priorities straight. Yeah, life, you, you, you gotta know which is the real collectibles, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. But and and God bless my wife. She she tolerates all this, man. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm really fortunate in that. Uh, so anyway, that was really the start of me just kind of ramping up in a kiss, and then. It was, I don't even remember how I met, but I met a bunch of guys in Lexington, Kentucky that collected KISS stuff. And it, and this was around, uh, this was right as uh, uh, KISS My Ass was coming out. Because we, we got together, they went out and bought it, you know, at midnight I had to work, I couldn't do it. These guys were college students. But anyway, Francis O'Hara was one of the guys, he's one of, one of my best friends now, and you know, great KISS guy, and... Man, he had a collection and really, really taught me a lot about the memorabilia and the stuff. And the interesting thing about Francis, and I, I see it now, I just thought, oh, oh, I guess everybody does that. But he's one of these guys, he, I mean, if there's a, if there's a big artist showing up somewhere, he, he's there, he's getting them backstage and all that stuff. He enjoys doing that stuff. Well, that's not really me, but he was that way with Kiss. I mean, like, I've got the ticket here somewhere. Uh, I've got the sticker, too, for the... Uh, for the the big event up in Chicago back in what was that ninety three? Uh, was that Blaze yeah, Fest? Blaze Fest. Had tickets to that. He comes back. He's got all the pictures where they were hanging out with Gene and and Bruce and Eric in the in the lobby of the hotel for about an hour and a half talking. And you know I missed out on that, but you know he's right in there and we're enjoying the stories on that. So these are the people that I started gravitating to that. It was more of a, you know, hey, there's actually other people doing this, you know, that like this stuff. So, anyway, I spend the next 20 years, whatever, uh, you know, just learning about KISS memorabilia and collecting it and, you know, uh, going down one rabbit hole after another rabbit hole. I mean, I've got a, I've got a, uh, uh, I've got a picture that Bruce signed for me that says, this is back, oh, God, before we knew each other, said, called me the pick dude. Okay, I'm not a pick dude, but I was for a little bit, you know, just, you know how it is, Julie, you know how it is when you go, you, you'll go into an area deep and you're done with it. Yeah. But now I've got all the stuff here, you know, way, way you too deep, like, like I, like I did with a live, but, you know, going from a collector to doing the first price guide, the second yeah. price guide, the kiss my wax books. And here we are now. Um, you, you've done the BK3 Recologist yep. release, and, and now you're doing Peter Chris. Now, no offense to Bruce whatsoever, but it's a pretty large jump, you know, to be going from BK3 to Peter Chris, original founding member of yep. KISS, and that, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member. How do you make the jump from these initial projects? Each one seems to have been a learning curve. You know, your original yep. book, your ne your next book, into the Kiss My Wax, which is very much harkening back to your love of Guinness Book of World Records, yeah. a kind of more, more statistical, data-driven uh, yeah. book um, into vinyl. I mean, going yeah. from books to vinyl, I can't have... Imagine that as someone who's done books. How, how yes. do you make the jump from BK3 to Peter Chris? Uh, well, I mean, that actually was the easy part. You know, it really was because um, um, the way I was afforded that opportunity was from where I'd help somebody, you know. 
uh, you know, I was I was I was part of the project for the uh, the well the rebuild of the Kiss you know vinyl catalog, forty five the LPs all that, and uh, had worked with a gentleman you know fairly frequently, fairly deeply, and uh, uh, you know we I had mentioned to him one time this actually is I don't want to get too deep into that but anyway, uh, out of the blue I get a call one night um and hell i'm going i can't get my date straight with all the pandemic and stuff yeah yeah and i mean that seriously it's difficult you know to to pick out when was when but y'all know when this was so i get a call from him and they're looking for uh for the uh i believe it's the dutch shouted out loud sleeve and so uh yeah yeah and so i said sure man i get that and of course i don't have that but i know everybody that's got stuff you know steve allen he's a great guy great collector is is from his collection Yep. Um, and a humble guy, Kentucky guy too, you know, another Kentucky guy. But, uh, anyway, so, uh, uh, I turned that, you know, I gave that to him, um, uh, and I said, Hey, Hey, hey do, you, do you remember we, we, we talked about, you know, maybe being able to do some, some kind of licensing. You'd set me up with whoever was that. And he goes, Oh, I didn't do it. Okay. All right. All right. And so that's it. So I was put into the queue. Okay. Now I was given a, a boost up. Frankly, I would have never gotten that opportunity, would have never gotten that opportunity if I hadn't known somebody and done something and earned that opportunity. Now, I'll tell you, got to prove it now. You know, that's the thing of it. It's, it's you know, it's a, I've, I'm sure y'all have heard Gene say that before. He can get, he can get a cup of coffee with his name and get a, get a, get sit down with somebody, but you know, you got to, got to bring some value to the table. So, uh, um, uh, at that point, okay, so I had kind of, and I don't want to share too much. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm very friendly with, with some people that also do this, and I don't want to say too much. And I'm not, you know, on great terms with some other people that do this, and I'm not going to say too much and tell them too much. Uh, but basically, uh, and this is wide enough to explain it, I could offer up, I could request, uh, uh, you know, kiss alive uh i want to do you know uh, a limited edition pressing of 500 or 5,000, and i want to do this and it's a killer idea and i hand that to them and they'll say thanks we'll, we're going to take that okay so i i'm not getting something like that i'll tell you one i asked for the so every time i ask and i got stuff in the queue every time i ask i throw something outlandish in there you know because if i don't i don't feel like i'm trying so, like, I got turned down for a picture disc of Frampton Comes Alive when when I initially put in my first request. And I was like, well, I, I get that. But, you know, I had to try. So, that means I can't ask for something that they'll want, that they'll want to run with. I got to ask for something that they would never want, they would never sell. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't say it that way. Somebody else probably would have licensed it. Universal was not going to repress these LPs, Okay. Somebody else. Well, they, they, they're not going to repress them in the meaning of the word of putting them out again on vinyl. They may repress yes. them in the yes. negative sense of keeping them off the market. Yes, correct, correct. So you know, um, um, you know, but for me, that's a high-profile title. I mean, both of these are. You know, I mean, okay, they don't have, they don't know who who will buy these. I know people that'll purchase these. You know, 
you know, and then I got to throw that number out there that's going to make it worthwhile for them, and I threw a number out. It was kind of big, you know, bigger than I'd done before. These are 2,500 of each of these. Uh, so that's a lot. But, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's a good process. It's going well, uh, going about like expected. Um, I, I'll tell you, so I, you know, of course, I press my records. Uh, so my last one that I pressed myself, yeah, yeah. So the Eric Carr, those I self-pressed, they were uh, probably in the last two days of Rainbow Records' existence. They closed down right after that. Everybody knew that was coming. So that's a massive impact on the vinyl market, okay? And then COVID hit right behind it. You know, four months later, now COVID hit. So at that point, I'm requesting records for release date here. And I, and I will say uh, they've been extremely accommodating to me when, when, when it's, it's a necessary thing, okay? Um, nobody... When I put in for those records, and the first release date I had on those was probably, I'm wanting to say maybe June of last year. I was giving myself three months to get the whole thing done because it's an eight-week to 12-week process. If only. Yes, and then I find out not only is that not close to being correct, I'm sorry, if you've not been our customer, we're not pressing for you right now. And this is when Dress to Kill was pressed, okay? This is that time frame. That's, it was wild, wild west, you know? I, just on speculation, because people ask. I'll, I'll tell you what my speculation, and I don't know. I, I hear that there are like 300 copies of that. Could be. That is a low, a low, low limit for pressing. I had to press minimum 500, but I've seen some at that. My guess is they were so backed up at the plant that they told Universal and everybody, we can give you X percent of your order right now, or you can scoot back and we'll give you 100% of just trying to get the backlog cleared. And I bet they said, just press it and go, you know, because I doubt they're booking like I am. I'm sure they have dates booked in advance and all that, you know. Well, Tom, um, I think at the time, that was the time during, you know, the beginning of COVID, right? Yeah. When that happened, so uh, I think they just wanted to, you know, get what, out what they had yeah. completed at the time because they were sending everybody home yeah. uh, for the lockdown and stuff like that. So, but I was lucky, lucky enough to get one of those dressed to kill. Oh, you lucky enough! I got, I got, I got three of them. So, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're very lucky. Still got two. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that stuff happens. Honestly, I got no in on that. But uh, anyway, so that's. I'm now, so now I'm calling pressing plants and I'm being rejected left and right, man. And even worse, I mean, these, this was supposed to be splatter, guys. Why didn't it splatter? That's another three weeks or three months, whatever it was. It was, it was, it was insane. So that, what what color splatters? Were they going to be the same for each? Any, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't going to be that. It was going to be splatter. It was all going to be splatter, you know? I mean, it just, just 2,500 different splatters. But wow. it's too long. It's it's an extra time frame to get them pressed. So that's out of the question, you know? I mean, at this point, I'm just looking to try to find a plant. And uh, and I got a hold of Third Man, and, and they were, man, they, they were extremely nice. I mean, they were proud to be able to do the pressings. Uh, I'll tell you that, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's all gone now, but, uh, yeah, we were going to do a pressing party, 
uh, at the plant and uh, and all that. But yeah, COVID took that out of the picture. I mean, you know, it just uh, it just it just really killed it. But so anyway, so now now you know I have to go back to Universal and they again you know they understood the situation you know and so we we pushed out to the second date that we had picked. And, uh, you know, I don't have to tell you guys, but I'll, I'll mention it for everybody else. And I've been pretty vocal about it over Kiss Fact, and, I, and I'm serious about it, man. That uh, that magic book has just just almost mm. destroyed what magic anybody book? trying to get a, get, yeah, anybody what trying to get a project book? out. Look, look, guys, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, but it isn't funny, you know, because... No, it has uh, it has it has ramifications I, I, I mean, not only that, on product that you're talking about. Yeah. It has destroyed photo licensing, and that whole process mm. of people who do real projects has made it really freaking difficult to wow. license photos with photographers because of the shenanigans that has gone on. Yeah, and you can't blame people, your customers out there. They're, of course, they're hesitant now, man. You know, yeah. nobody wants to see. You know, delays. Nobody wants to see what's going on him. Then on top of that, you put this Dubai crap on there last year. Man, I'm telling you, it is. Yep. I feel sorry for people that don't 100% understand what they're getting into right now. Because I'm telling you, I'm ex- if I'd have tried to do this uh, when I was still a plumber, I'd be bankrupt right now. I'm, I mean, you know, that's just the reality of it. Somebody has to pay the bills, you know. And, and it's unfortunate that you can't you can't raise money with a pre-sale on on PayPal anymore. They're they're very 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 clear. You can't accept money any further out than 20 days from your ship date. Yeah. I, I, that's not my rule. That's their rule. You know. Yeah. And uh, look at all, uh, look at all that, the projects that have gone tits up. You know, Pledge yeah. Music yeah. went. Yeah you know, the way of the dodo because they turned it into a Ponzi scheme for corporate playboys. You know, yeah. look look at how, you know, GoFundMes or, you know, uh, any other model of fan investment has not worked out so well. However, that's not to say that there aren't people like Tim Durling putting out a book that was crowdfunded, unspooled, is out it exists so there are some unfortunately the bad actors ruin it for the good actors yeah yeah very much so very much so you know hopefully some people can overcome it you know i do see you know there are still other books coming out and stuff and you know we're going to be redoing my books here pretty soon uh putting out electronic versions soon just got to figure out where the hell i want to put that but um you know it's it's i feel sorry for people i, I could if if the situation existed four years ago that exists today i'm not sitting here right now you know i mean because it was if you go back especially to mine and you know i don't do you guys recall that initial sale that i had for for that bk3 man that was cumbersome cumbersome you know that was a situation where you know first of all you know there was the real question how did that ever happen How, how did that ever happen you know Where'd it come from? Well, I'll tell you, I came up with it floating around in the backyard pool one day, and I got this idea for a TV show, and I thought, you know, I need to build up more credibility than what I got right now. You know, I've had the books, you know, so I've got that. Man, it would be cool. And and, and uh, there was another reason, too. But I, I thought, you know, I've been introduced to Bruce, 
you know, through uh, uh, when when the uh, uh, when they were doing Carnival Souls, and we were trying to find stuff for that for Universal. And I thought, yeah, I'm gonna approach him and ask him about, you know, I've noticed that he, you know, he'd had this VK3 out for a while, and and had some inventory, and so, you know, I basically offered to buy his inventory if he would sign them all, and you know, it kind of intrigued him. And guys, Bruce is a super nice guy, and and you know, we we've had a great relationship like this ever since then, and and you know, if he hadn't taken that chance on me, it just wouldn't have happened, and I can't tell you why he did. I, I don't know. I don't know, you know, just talk to him was all, but, uh, you know, so, so I noticed somebody commented the other day, you know, uh, and, and I, I get it. You know, they said they, they didn't get that first one because, you know, it's $25 record and $15 shipping, man, that was the best I could do. You know, I was out you know, again, you don't know, like I said, you, you got to start on something small and learn, take your bumps and bruises on small things. You know, I'm printing that cause I'm stupid, you know? I, I don't want to, I know I don't want to tape a piece of paper with, with somebody's address all over it. You know, I don't want to do that. I want to put it on there with a sticker. So, you know, I do that. Of course, I'm not smart enough to realize I can go buy a printer and purchase postage right there and print it off and slap it on there for three cents. You know, no, I'm spending 45 cents a package for the damn sheet that's on it. Then I got to hand do it all. And I got to hand take it all uh, uh, to the post office. It just, it was an atrocity, man. But it worked. It worked. I mean, even the sale of it was crazy. And and I, you know, I, I, I do try to please people. I swear I do. But, you know, so like I had a couple of people just very loudly stating that you got to, you got to limit the sales to people. That's not going to be fair. If somebody buys 12 of them or something, you know, so that I took, I made an email account just strictly to take this thing and then abandoned it later. And, uh, and so I made the announcement, you know, that the, uh, the emails are live now, as soon as you can read this at the bottom and, you know, I'm going to take them in order. The first, I think we had 63 at the time and we managed to dig up from other sellers all over the country about another 30 copies to turn into this thing. So it ultimately ended up being 96 of them. And when we could have sold like 400 of them, that's how many emails I got on that thing. And the two people that complained the loudest did not order a one, did not order a one. That's the last time I catered to that. That is just, you know, that stuff drives you nuts. I took on extra work and they didn't even bother. But anyway, so, you know, the process went well, you know, uh, I kept telling Bruce the entirety of it. Look, I don't care what I, I just, I just don't want to lose money. And he was very kind. You know, we worked on through, through projects and, and uh, I did not lose any money on that. And, you know, and in fact, I made money. That was, it was, I made a little bit of money, uh, you know, and it was, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was a tremendous amount of fun doing it. And like I say, Julian, you know, everything I've done has built up. So basically, I just purchased pre-done records from Bruce is what I did. Uh, you know, the next step, uh, let's see, shoot, I'm sorry to get confused on. Oh, next one was Ace. Next one was Ace. Yeah, Ken Gulick uh, with, with E1 uh, had, was, was talking to myself and Jason Herndon at the time. And, uh, uh, you know, we just asked him, said, you know, can, can we do it? Can we do an ace record, you know? And, you know, I'd already sent him copies of my books and all that so he could see the level of, you know, skill that the people I had with me at the time were going to bring. And, uh, uh, you know, 
he was very kind with this. We got to have our own custom cover, our own custom vinyl. Um, you know, he said I could do as many as I wanted. I said, and you know, there is, I, I don't mind sharing this. Look, man, you only get one chance to, to, to build your brand. I mean, that's, that's a fact. And so I could have done a thousand of that record. I'm sure we could have sold them, but I bet they wouldn't be worth the worth right now. You know, and that, while I don't share in that, that set the bar that, Basically, when you buy stuff from us, I, I'm not, I, I don't need to say that. Everything has appreciated in value. How about that? You know? Um, so, uh, uh, you know, that, that was just a thrill. Never thought anything would be done beyond that. Uh, got another opportunity to do Bronx Boy with, e, with Ace and E1. Uh, you know, had another big signing with that. Uh, began working with Loretta Carr uh, with, uh, you know, with, with Rockology. And I, I can't remember what brought us together. She's one of my best friends now, man. We we just talked to her. She, she's 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 you know same age and all that. We share a lot in common that way. Uh, so she is uh, uh, just to me. She's a tremendous marketer, number one. But not just that. She man, she takes pride in what she's doing with Eric's image. Uh, you know, and 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 that's really what it comes down to. You know. Um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I, she has the same attitude. I've got the same attitude. I'll say it's the same attitude that kiss had when they started that even on these small bars, we're going to act like we're playing at Madison square garden right now. And that's, that's been my approach on these, uh, releases. I mean, I have had, uh, you know, uh, there's not, not a good profit margin on some of these earlier ones because there was no economies of scale, you know? Those posters in that in that BK3, man, they were expensive for me, you know. But it 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 was needed for the package, so that that was really the more important thing to me. So, you know, everything has just kind of kept building and going forward. You know, uh, we've got uh, I can't really announce it right now, but I've got another project lined up that we will be announcing pretty soon, um, and uh, it, and it's with somebody that I've worked with in the past. Uh, beyond that. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Right now, you know, um, uh, I, I, I assume that uh, everybody's just kind of watching to see how, how I do, you know, uh, by how I do. I mean, I got a payment coming soon. And we'll, we'll see when they get that, if, uh, you know, if we're going to go forward or not with any other things. Uh, I'll tell you, I had another title that I had. I had it for like 16 hours. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it was interesting. I won't go too deep into detail. Well, let's just say it's kiss related. Okay. And, uh, uh, let's just say sometimes people are too much trouble to work with, mm. you know, and you just kind of leave it at that. Uh, I mean, I already had signing set up for that thing with a couple of people, but anyway, uh, you know, but, where we'll go. But welcome to business, you know, yeah. Business, business happens, you know, exactly. as, as I well know that, you know, there are quite a lot of players in, in this game with ideas and let it, let it, let's put it this way. It's a very mercurial business that what you may have one moment is gone the next, not necessarily because someone has a better idea, but because there's a different deal. And I don't yeah. say better, I say different, because that's just how business work, works. Business isn't always, you know, black and white, 
you know, spreadsheet it out so that it makes sense that there's a green cell and a red cell at the end of the day. Sometimes it comes down to the guy who's reading the spreadsheet, and that person may be perceiving things differently. So, That's right. You know, That's right. You know, th th there is no magic ingredient to this. But in terms of Peter Chris and, you know, Let Me Rock You and Out of Control, do you have an emotional connection to either of these albums? I mean, you were a fan long before me. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so did you, you know, list, did probably, you buy these back in the day? And, and what do you remember the first time you heard these albums? Well, first thing I'll say is I didn't buy Unmasked when it first came out. So, mm. you know, that's the time frame. So, so 1980, I'm 20, I'm almost getting married, you know, got no money, no money. So now I'm not buying records. Uh, you know, do I, do I own them? Yeah, yeah, I own them. I've, I've got all kinds of different, different variations of them, you know. And I've had them through the years. Now I'll say that uh, for me, you know, when I initially purchased those albums, it was like somebody purchasing Soul Station. Okay, that's a Kiss fan. That's it's not Kiss music, you know. And uh, you know, the thing I always say about Soul Station more so than Peters, because there's actually rocking songs on Peters. Uh, you know, nothing. I got thousands of albums, and nothing sounds like Soul Station. Nothing. And so, you know, and I'm not trying to be a smart ass. None, none of it's country either, you know, so uh, it's just not not my kind of thing. So, you know, th these records were not my records back in the day. You know, they just weren't. Uh, and as we all know, uh, you know, somebody made a comment. We've already had more promotion for them than they ever had back back when they were initially released. I mean, there was there was nothing, nothing there. You know, no, let me rock you in the States at all. So, you know. We, we didn't, you know, I'm in the central part of the country, so, For you know, shame. we really didn't have a lot of imports and stuff. Uh, it is a shame because it's a better album of the two, you know, to me. To me it is. That's, uh, you know, that's that's the thing that I've, you know, so my first time hearing that record. Let, let, me, let me just interrupt you for a, a, a quick side story. You know, mm -hmm. yesterday my records arrived, and right. you, you'll yeah. see Out of Control here. The amount of joy I had slitting the shrink on this i've had once before and that was in 1988 in asia when i actually finally found an lp copy of this a singapore impressing still sealed and i wow. had the joy even though i'd already found the cassette of uh, breaking that open i love these albums i love the music on them um you know these first two peter chris post kiss uh, solo albums are actually really really good and gave me hours of joy back in the 80s after becoming a fan so well for me like i say i really had not not listened to to let me rock you and uh you know the first thing immediately hearing this man you know there's 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 songs on here that are that are hits i mean there's there's a lot of big artists on there steve stevens on there gene wrote a song steve stevens wrote a song uh, Caleb Quay, Elton John's guitarist, was on there, or he was for a little bit, Elton John's. Uh, just uh, tremendous, tremendous artists on this thing. And yet, and that, that's really what, what makes me go, why did they not promote it at all in the States? You know, they, they clearly, it seems like they put more into it. Uh, you know, Let course, Me Rock You was not going to threaten Creatures of the Night. <laughs> well, but yeah, but in terms of the genre that it was representing... It could have 
Well, uh, who knows what could have, should have, would have. I mean, yeah. Night Ranger was doing well at the time, and this kind of falls into kind of that broader spectrum to me. Um, you know, it wasn't going to threaten Kiss or Motley Crue, but it yeah. certainly had a place musically, I, I would have thought. Well, you know, the thing on it is, so like, uh, uh, so I've got the, I don't know if you probably won't be able to see the stuff here. I got the ones that I cut that we scanned, which, uh, mm-hmm. by the way, the the person that, that, that did the restoration on this, Dale Benson, uh, for people that, a lot of people know who Dale is, but for those that don't, uh, Dale works for the, the Houston Museum of Fine Arts. He's, I, I don't want to pigeonhole what he does because, uh, you know, he restores stuff. But he also, uh, you know, is, is in charge of their exhibits and all that kind of stuff. But on top of that, He's designed bases for Gene <laughs> that Gene has played. And uh, uh, also, I think he had another one that was uh, some kind of work of art from it that was in a contest. But just a fantastic artist and a passionate guy. Passionate guy. You know, I mean, the time that he put into this stuff. And, you know, when, I mean, when I'm pulling this up, so again, you know, that's really what I, I'm not an audio guy. Okay. I, I love Kiss Audio. I love audio. Don't get me wrong. But that's not what I do with Universal, okay? I do jackets and stuff. I do inserts. I do finding rare memorabilia, you know? So, and, looking, so. and looking at these jackets, man, they, they is there any part of this project that they did a good job on? I mean, no, they're, 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 there's artifacts all over these things. Uh, I, 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 I'll tell you, if you go, if you go looking real close in here... I don't know. There's something right there that they didn't bother to take off. We took it off. And it's not, it wasn't white hair, okay? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what it was. It's something white. You know, I, I, I could speculate. You so, know, the, but, so you mentioned the, the, the audio. You don't take care of the audio, obviously. But yeah. I was decided to uh, remaster this, have a remastered version. You know, of I, don't, and, I, don't, I don't want to use the wrong terms or anything, okay, guys? Again, I'm not an audio guy. Here's what I know. Okay. These are these were straight from the original analog tapes. Right. I know that. I saw the pictures of them. The guys at, at Third Man got them on a Metal Master. I, so whatever you want to call that. I don't know if you call that remastering or what, but, you know, they mastered the plates. Oh, so, so they're the... The master, like, uh, who, who, you know, who was the original? The, um, Todd Ted Jensen. Jensen. Yeah, Todd Jensen. The original, original master. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make, you know, we, we, we didn't do anything with the audio other than whatever they it's normally. Just mastered do. at. Yeah. Uh, third man, basically. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. it, it's not mastered. It's already mastered. The reels that will have, or whatever the source that the analog came from, Universal, is already mastered. Because when you take the two-inch multi-tracks and mix them and master them, then you take them down to a quarter-inch tape, and that is what is used to cut the lacquers, which are then pressed. So, Well, uh, I mean, is that considered remastering? No. I don't know. I don't even... I I, 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 I just know the technical... Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, you know, I know that there are a lot of people that can that can tell differences between recordings and stuff. But sure. man, my, my, my mind doesn't work like that. You know, I can't I can't listen to one thing and then listen to another and then compare them. I can look at them. I can look at them, see differences. I know it sounds I good. I know. Yeah. They sound oh, no, good. it's very the, the for me, the LPs are very quiet. Uh, 
you yeah. know, everybody is saying that, you know, the same thing, that they're very quiet and, uh, uh, you know, that's about all you can ask for with these things, I think, is to, you know, it, it's, it's, they're definitely the best pressing that's ever happened to them. Did yeah. the, uh, did the original, um, I don't recall now, I, I could go back, but did, did the original Let Me Rock You, or not Let Me Rock You, uh, was it Let Me Rock You? Out of Control. Uh, out of Control. Did, did the original Out of Control have a uh, inserted uh, lyric sheet back then? I, in the, origi- I don't, the original? I don't, uh, I don't think it did. Or is that only the Peter Chris album? Solo yeah, album? yeah, his, his I solo album did, but I, I don't recall. I don't recall anything. And, and so you didn't decide to maybe try, try to add lyrics? this or not just yeah we could have you could have you know uh, everything's got a budget everything's got oh, a budget, sure you know <laughs> and uh that was the other thing that was really interesting and um, i'm saying that in an ironic way really interesting about this project <laughs> was when it started we had a great economy we had an economy period yeah yeah and <laughs> and uh we were pricing it as as you know a low cost record and i can tell i got this i've got three years contract or license to sell these and uh i would have been just losing money every time i sold one at 24.99 down the road uh you know and and so there you go so now we got to start looking at what are we going to spend the money on you know uh sometimes your best laid plans don't go the way you think they're going to go all right uh see that hologram on there on the back yeah that's supposed to be on the jacket not on the sleeve not on the shrink so there you go in my mind i I lost 40 cents a record there because those 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 holograms will not stay on that jacket uh you know but uh so start talking about lyric sheets and stuff so like the booklets the booklets in uh in in bk3 uh those cost me seven bucks a piece that's how much they cost me because I don't press, I don't print five thousand of them. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be swimming them for years to get a low, a low enough price on the things. You know, but yet it's it's needed for the record. So, you know, that's that's where I have to start. You know, stopping that. You know, uh, now uh, there there were some other ways. You know, um, uh, I had hoped that we were going to be able to, you know, work out some kind of a situation with Peter. To uh, sign several of these, and uh, mm. you know, uh, had a chance to speak to Gigi. She's very nice, very professional. And uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I suppose we didn't come to an agreement on any kind. So, uh, you know, at that point, what what I've got is I've got sealed records that you know I need to make sure that I'm not losing money every time I'm selling them. And uh, you know, so so at that point, you know, have to, we were going to do a uh, thing. I was going to ask him to, uh, you know, if he wanted to do like his thoughts on the record and all that, you know, and, uh, uh, but you know, it's just one of those things. It doesn't happen sometimes. Well, how, how cool is it though, to have your rockologist logo on the center label? I'm super uh, proud, super uh, proud, man. Uh, you know, you know uh, here, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I say, you know, uh, I wasn't sure if they would even allow it when I, when I submitted it and, you know, was really, really thrilled when they, when they did, you know? Um, and, you know, of course we tried to be respectful with everything. I didn't want to, you know, try to make thing overpowering. What's the point of that, you know? And so we tried to do the same thing with the jackets. Luckily, you know, that information's on the jacket. So people still be able to tell the difference between them, you know, 
Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's something, you know, you just, you, you hope you'll see one day. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure I'm going to blow up that label at some point and put it up on the wall in my office or something. But you, You've got you to know, do yourself a poster of that, Tom. I, I, I've thought about it. I've thought about it, you know. You know, yeah, I feel about those counterfeit posters, though, man. I can't do it. I know, but if it's for you, it's not. <laughs> yeah. you're, the, you're the record label. There's no such yeah. thing as a counterfeit. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and like I say, you know, uh, we if we're talking eight months from now, I'm probably a lot chippier and all that stuff, you know. It's uh, uh, it's just, you know how it is, Julian. When, 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 I think you've finally gotten rid of your shipping part of yourself though right do you have people doing that now well i mean on, that's yeah, on, on the aerosmith book i'm completely out of the picture that's all facilitated yeah. by amazon on everything I'm, that i'm liquidating myself you know i don't have a you have pallets of records arriving i've had pallets of book or books yeah. arriving and then loading them up on a luggage cart and trundling them down to the ups store i i can't do that shit anymore yeah. i mean yeah. it it just destroys your soul and well, thank, you're back you know what thank god because that meant people were ordering product and thank you kiss army for supporting my projects where i had to do that and suffer that because if i didn't suffer I fail and to to get rid of every single one of those books and it really is a matter of get rid because you know the break-even point for mine was a very fine line Um, you know and without the support of the KISS Army it would not have been possible to continue to do those projects over the years so thank you thank you thank you well so you, you know how it is at tail end thing man just exhausted you know uh, been it's been and, and I, I do not not look for pity. Just if everybody's curious about how this stuff does, let's 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 just pull back the the curtain and show it. You know, uh, you know. So 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 here here here's how you deal with this stuff. So we got it down to two pallets that were being shipped to my house. Now um, I'm 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 working in Akron, Ohio. My home is in Lexington, Kentucky. We go back and forth, me and my wife, on the weekends, and uh, so clearly, you know, that's a long trip. I want to want to have a little bit of advance notice. Yeah. So they told me the afternoon before they were showing up. So I had to get in the car, come on home, got there, uh, got the got the order in. The guy was super nice from from FedEx, helped me push it in the garage and all that stuff, and I immediately had to disassemble both pallets and restack them so that we could deal with them so there you go I've, I've i've picked everything up twice now 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 i gotta get them in now i actually had a week to get prepared for this part that was the beauty of it they arrived soon enough that you know we we had finally had that that last ship date announced and and we were going to have time to you know to take a breath and deal with it and when i say that though so again i know you know this julian so Man, it is so fantastic seeing those orders pile in, pile in, pile in, pile in. But you got to sit down and process them. And yep. uh, for me, for me, uh, now I'm, I'm training my daughter now. For me, uh, the uh, I do I always do the exports first because it always freaks me out. It's too high, and uh, you know I want to make sure I got the money in there. Yeah, which I always do. And so that's uh, that's uh, 15 hours. That's what that is for me. It's 15 hours of typing, 
Yeah. Uh, for me to print a label, once I hit print, I got to hit print three more times. I got to figure that out. But anyway, you know, so, so there sits that. So now, now I've got those. And when I, when I print off your, your shipping label, so, so yeah, this is one of the, this is one of the worst things about, about trying to deal with any of this. One of the worst. I want you to know that I've printed off your shipping label. You know, I want you to know when that record is at the post office and I want you to know where it is in the shipping process. And I, it is almost impossible to get those first emails timed right. And I probably lose three hours the first day answering people's texts about, mm-hmm. I haven't seen my record go out today. I haven't seen, I got the first one, but I haven't seen the second. They're coming, you know? And, and again, you know, this is, a, this is a beauty of being a one man operation, you know? Uh, so, so now, now, now I'm ready to pack. So I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm taking extra days off. I'm going home on Thursday. I'm going to be there through Tuesday and I'm going to process these things. And I've got a picture of it to show it to people at work. Uh, it's my hallway. That's full of all the boxes going down the hallway. Cause we've got, mm. we've got 20, uh, mailers, 20 boxes of mailers, you know, 50 each in it. And then we've got, you know, 5,000 records. And then uh, as you follow into my kitchen, you see this white space in the middle. And then there's there's boxes fanning around. <laughs> and I spent 45 hours over three days spinning in a circle. Record, 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 uh, end of the mailer. Boom. Record, record, end of the mailer. <laughs> but, of course, you know, that, that's just the way the things go. And it takes a while to do that. And, you know, I... I, I, I can't tell people when they contact me, hey, man, please be patient. You know, this is going to take, I don't know, hell, well, we had, we're at 90 hours right there. We're at 90 hours there, I think. Uh, not those 45, but the, all of them tied together. If I had six guys, that ain't too bad, but it's one guy. So the fact of the matter is things go out in waves, you know, because we can only handle so much. Uh, we can handle about 150 packages a trip. And so my wife and daughter were taking all of them to the post office. She brought them up here to me, and I finally got them to DHL two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. So it's just a process, you know. And uh, uh, and I understand why it's frustrating to people, and it's something that we have to keep improving on. I mean, it's either we've got to improve on it or else we, we have to stop doing this stuff, you know. Um it's a, it's a crazy business because it's wait 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 oh and that's just the way it is yeah know? and our and, and and our customers I understand their frustrations <laughs> these days yeah. that uh, number one there's a certain and this is me speaking as a customer a certain amount of paranoia about some of the things I purchase is that order being dealt with how I feel it should be now of course I know I'm the most important person in the world I am the customer. And that's true to every single customer. You are the most important person in the world. Yours is being dealt with first. But in reality, it doesn't quite work out that way. Um, you know, is that in the system? When you print a label, 
it's generated on USPS, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's been received by USPS mm -hmm. because there may be another hundred orders to process for that batch. So th there are so many different complexities that come into facilitating. And then you're selling bundles of all, you've got these available each in five colors. You've got yep. clear, you've got black, you've got green, you've got blue, you've got red, and they're available individually. They're available as a bundle of five, um, which I think comes with a, a, a bonus yep. slip, uh, slip mat. Slip mat, right. Uh, do you have one of those that you can show people. Woo! So that's the yeah. bonus if you buy a bundle. Now, if if you're like, my order came with a uh, rockologist slip, uh, yeah, the whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah, uh, that, that that was the bonus gift for everybody. everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, that was cool. Yep, Thank you. Yep, yep. Well, you know, uh, as least we could do, you know, again, when we had to, last thing we wanted to do was push that delivery date out. And, you know, with everything else that's going on, I just, you know, you just feel like you got to try to do something for people try to show them that you know this is legit of course you know as soon as i offered that it was amazing over to kiss fact you know everybody started oh oh and now you're going to add stuff to it like i'm ripping off like like ross you know yeah but you you know what the, the delay happened you had another delay occur because the usps went into one of their we're going to raise rates yeah. for postage yeah. for temporarily. Uh, what was it? Six weeks or eight weeks. It was quite yeah. a long period of time over the holiday period, yeah. which is traditionally the most heavy shipping period of the year yeah. because of the amount of packages. Now, someone like Tom and myself, we're not Amazon. We don't negotiate under the table deals that we are paying under rate because of volume. Um, they don't care. The volume that anyone like us ships doesn't count compared to Amazon. So I think you rightfully put the brakes on and didn't eat the loss because there's no way to eat a loss and stay non-bankrupt. Well, and, and, and Julian, it was even more than that. It was that plus the, the, the stopping of shipments to Australia. I mean, we, we literally had the sale on the 12th and the 13th. The post office said we are no longer, until further notice, delivering first class or priority mail to Australia. Good. Well, I'll give you one guess what everybody used, you know, that's in Australia. And I just let it be until it was the day of shipping. And, man, there's there's not dealing with it the way it is. Now, again, when I said earlier, solutions, got a solution to this pretty sure we got a really good solution to it um so i'm sitting there at my shopify thing and 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 i've got a uh, you know order from australia and so it shows me what they paid for 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 the shipping and what they chose and so you know it'll pop up like uh 24 something uh and it says worldwide well 24 dollars to australia that's first class okay right off the bat that is that's not good. I've got all over my, my products. And I know people hate this, man, but, you know, you have to let people know this. Okay. Uh, if, if, if they pick first-class postage with the USPS, there is no tracking and no insurance on that. Okay. There, there's another option for that, priority, where they'll purchase the, the tracking and the insurance. So I am not responsible for a shipment that, that is first class going out of the country. 
That's just the way it is. If you purchase it like that, it's on you. Yeah. Because you it basically they're they're just passing you know their insurance costs onto you. So right off the bat, I know this isn't good. Okay, this person has picked the cheapest rate that there was in the first place. I go over, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna contact this person, and I and in my head I'm already going, how many of these do I have? It's a bunch. Guy didn't put his email address in there. How am I supposed to get a hold of this guy now? You know, people, please put your. I don't want to contact you. I don't want to call you on your cell phone, but your delivery service wants to. They want to send you emails and they want to send you texts when your package is coming. But if you don't give me that, and I'm not calling somebody in Australia, you don't give me that, I don't have any way to get a hold of you. And so I made the decision then, I'm canceling every one of them. I'm putting a note on here as why. Apparently notes didn't go through. I don't understand why, but they didn't. But basically every single order from Australia, and I get it's not their fault. Every single one of them, I was going to lose a minimum of $40 on it. That's a $29 record, man, and I ain't making $29, you know? So, really, it breaks down. Look, this is what I do for my job. Make difficult decisions, okay? I mean, you got to take your emotion out of it. we got two outcomes here. I can uh, ship them those records at my cost, and I'm going to lose, lose a lot of money, but they'll be whole. Or I can cancel their order, and they'll be whole. And I won't be out thousands of dollars. That's that's not a decision, you know. It's it's a done thing. So I had to cancel. I did not want to cancel those orders, man. I need those orders, you know. So uh, I do and, think that we and gotta... not only the orders, the goodwill. But I, I want to yes. ask you one thing about that because I ran into that same issue last year. I was in. In, on vacation in, in Hawaii and I'd actually taken some packages with me because I had some auctions ending on eBay and I wanted to just chuck them in the post from uh, yeah. Hawaii and that's when they shut down the international shipping to uh, Australia yeah. now what happened to me was I couldn't ship through USPS uh, first class it had to go express which would have been some insane amount of yeah. dollars yeah. for the Australian yeah. customer um but then what happened was eBay has its own shipping now, and they're still sending containers to Australia outside of the USPS. So oh, I was able okay. to ship all mine. So um, just, just a word in your ear. You may well be able to do something through eBay for Australian or international customers. But well, I, again, I don't, I don't do I don't more, but that's great. That's great. I am going to put them up on eBay, and that's good to know. That's good to know because it's going to take a little while to put this other thing in effect. And I'm not going to give a whole lot of details because, again, I don't want somebody else to steal this yep. because this has been a really bad problem. But I have figured out a way to get uh, uh, a box of records to to uh, uh, to a seller in Australia. Yep. And uh, it's, it, it ain't it ain't near what they're charging. You know, it's it's a big investment to do it, but. It splits out the shipping. We, yeah, we can combine the shipping yep. of what it's going to be. And, and uh, you know, I'm pretty sure this individual is going to pre-sell them ahead of time. So there will be that. People are going to have to understand. And they'll know when they buy from it. You know, the shipping starts now, so it'll take a little while. But, you know, I, I just can't. I just couldn't. I just couldn't leave it alone, man. I mean, normally, normally uh, a third of my orders 
for everything come from Australia. Australia what, is massive yeah. support. And, and and they're being crushed, man. They're being crushed by these by these shipping prices. They're I mean, locked, that's, that's they're, one thing. They're locked down and they can't get shit from outside the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheaply. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so it's you know it's nuts, and uh, you know again, you know a lot of bad will there, I'm sure. But you know, at the end of the day. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll lose a dollar here, a dollar there for something, but you know, you just you just can't go foolishly into something. Uh, but at the same time, again, man, I got friends in Australia. I want to be able to get these things to them, so I think we'll end up being able to do that. Uh, uh, I, I certainly so. hope so. Ken, can you do me a favor? Can you hold up your back cover of the Out of Control record because I can do that. you did something that jumped out at me, Tom, the mm. moment I looked at that. I told I told you they did a crap job on it. Look look at that alignment. You fixed it. Yeah. Was that a, your yeah. OC? Do you have OCD? And uh, I have OCD, <laughs> but that is one of the main things I'm talking about. They didn't give a crap about that record, man. I mean, I mean, it took us a while to clean that up. Oh, that's all new, man. That's all new back there. So you know, we did it, but yet yet they wouldn't Thanks, do sir. it for the record. You know. It's uh, I guess you got to be a fan to care. Yeah, Ken, Ken, had you noticed what they've done on the back? I didn't pay attention to it. I guess uh, oh, I didn't yeah, compare my original got, hey, for for shame. Here, here, here's the I original. I didn't compare my original yet with it. Say I left column. The alignment's yeah. off on some of the uh, names that are in yeah. bold. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't alter the art though. Art is just restored. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, seriously, that's stuff that fans care about, you know. And I'm telling you, man, if we, if, man, if I can get some of this stuff that I've asked for, because I'm asking for some bizarre stuff. I mean, I mean, uh, I've asked for an angel record. I'm not going to go any deeper than that. But I've got, I've got the source. I've got the source to do it, you know. So, uh, um, but yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to see see what they end up letting now, us do. Now after you you this. did do one thing because I know Ken mentioned the printed inner dust leaves, and yeah, sure, mm-hmm. that that would be cool. But you did something our our friend Mark would appreciate, and I I'm trying to hold it nice. up my my screen blocking. You the do nice have proper lined yes. dust leaves in there. Yeah. I'm trying to treat these records respectfully, man. You know, um, I, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to do. I'm trying to do justice to the to the releases. What's the they weight just, of the vinyl? Is that color one tw- vinyl. It's color yeah, vinyl. It, yeah, is it one twenty gram? It's one thirty. One thirty. One thirty. Yeah. I, I weighed yeah, one of my like originals it. and it came out at one twelve. So, yeah, just yeah. Uh, you know, no no need to go to I guess too high on these because again it's, it's, it's economics, it's right? It's unusual. It's un well. It's not just that. It's it's unusual, and I don't know why. But it's unusual to do any 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 thicker than that 130 for whatever reason. Uh, you know, uh, even even going back when when uh, Bruce was pressing his in red vinyl, as, you know, we were talking about that, and he was saying, "Well, yeah, they don't they don't hardly do it for whatever reason." And I, I'm not sure what that is, to be honest with you. I want to ask you, I guess, one final question, and that is about the music, because I know you received test pressings. Were the first test pressings the ones that were accepted um or did you have to go through that process again and what was your first reaction to 
to receiving test pressings of Peter Chris out of control and let me rock you. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did that feel like? Just well, as man, a, as a know, fan. Now, now, you know, so, so I got, I got a preface by, you know, I've got, I've got test pressings from other stuff too that, that, you know, that I've done, but yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's a pretty big thrill. And, and not just that, just to me, it's a big deal. These things were done a third man. They give a crap, you know, I, I mean, they just do. And, uh, you know, and that's what I wanted through this whole thing was called it. But yeah, when I, when I first got them, you know, and of course, again, I'm not, I'm not an audio guy, but I'm listening to the things cause I'm listening for pops. That's what I'm listening for. And, uh, and, and the dreaded glitch, whatever the hell that's going to be, you know? And, uh, so then I listened to them a second time because again, I was just getting really impressed at how quiet they were. But again, that, that test pressing was the first time that I ever listened to let me rock you. It was, uh, you know, and, and like I say, you know, for me, you know, they're, they're, they're good records they're for the style of music that they are. They're really good records, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting getting those things, you know, like there's, I mean, like I'll, that's some stuff I just won't ever get rid of is, you know, a test pressing that I got from something like that. Um, you know, I'm just trying to leave a tangible trail that I was here. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, some people call it a scar on society. I like to think I'll be a skid mark on history. So there you go. Ken, any last questions? Well, I mean, any hints on, on maybe what's next, you know, in line in the future? Nice try. Uh, uh, I, I can't say it yet. I don't think so. I don't think they'd be upset. But yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of familiar. It'd be very kiss associated. Uh, you know. Uh, with somebody I enjoy working with. So y'all could probably feel, figure that okay. out, you know, it'd be one of few people. Uh, but beyond, beyond the records and stuff. So, you know, um, for those that don't know, we've got several Facebook groups. Uh, we've got the rockologists, which is just any basic rock music. Um, uh, and then the other one's all pretty kiss centric. There's the, uh, uh, kiss, uh, the rockologist vinyl lock, uh, Holy cow! I can't even keep up with all of myself. Man. Got got so many. Got the we got the vinyl vault. Uh, run that with Mike Stone. He actually founded that, and I, and you know I'm, I, I run that with him and Tom Daniels, several other people. Um, let's see, we've got the uh, Rockologist buy and sell group. You can you can buy and sell and trade Kiss stuff in there. Uh, and coming up on February 25th, come to my Rockologist Facebook group. You can get the information on this. Uh, I've had a I've had a uh, auction group parked for two years, uh, and I, I'm going to activate it now. So uh, February 25th, I'm going to give an attempt at doing my first auction. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but come come to the Rockologist. There's a thread on there. Just make a comment on there, and if you do, I'll send you an invite for the first week. Only people coming the first week are the people that are on that list. I think it's up to like 160 when I looked a little while ago, which, you know, that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. You know, what's going to be on there? I'll probably announce some things. I'll probably pull some things just as I'm doing it. I'm sitting in this horde right now. So, you know, I mean, I could just, we could just go, okay, so we're going to, we're going to do this now. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe we're going to do this magazine now. I don't know. I got 15 boxes of magazines back there. (laughs) So, you know, the stuff, stuff. It, it, it'll be interesting to see, see how it goes. You know, I hope people will be interested, uh, and I hope the stuff will find a new home. 
you know, good home. Okay. I, I, I've got my last one. So if you hang up on us, you know, when I ask this, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we, we've gotten the meat and potatoes in the interview. Clear vinyl, black yeah. vinyl, green yeah. vinyl, blue vinyl, red vinyl. Why no purple vinyl? Um, because it's always math, isn't it, man? Uh, I have to do minimum of 500. I got uh, 2,500. So there you go. I'll do five colors. I'll be honest with you. Last one that I picked was green. Okay, these these aren't Kiss releases. These are Peter Chris releases. That's the way I was approaching this from the get-go. That was my approach to Peter and Gigi. I'm not doing these as Kiss releases. These are Peter Chris records. But guess what colors everybody likes? They like the green and the and the and the Coke green. So yeah, I, I bought green and it looks like Ken got the Coke bottle clear vinyl. And I got yeah, and I got green yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, you know why, why did I pick it? I like that color. You know, I've got several albums that color. But you know, when when I sat down and decided to do it, I, it it actually is supposed to harken back a little bit to to uh, some of the Mexican releases you remember they would do them all oh, yeah. in the different colors the, you know the dirty living 12 inch single came yeah. in just about every color under the sun as yeah. did um the unmasked album and one day oh, yeah. one day people be scrambling trying to trying to complete their collection of these you know if they don't start buying some blue i may just pull them away <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> may, may end up being the rare one if somebody doesn't like it i personally like the the blue and the red i'm odd that way you know it's just something about it but uh if it's for each their own you know and for those that ask I, what i thought you were going to ask was you know is there uh, about the uh, sound difference on them which is there is none you know people think that there is the way it was explained to me uh by universal is that black vinyl is more durable so in turn it's going to last right. more plays but you know i'm not wearing my records out like i did when i was 16 so that's not something that really you know appeals to me yeah, I, I, I spun the records today, you know. I enjoy Well, uh, number one, I was taken back to 1988 and that magical moment when I finally found the albums out in yeah. Singapore, um, which, again, because these jog my memories as a fan, it's something's always going to take me somewhere else back in time. And that really is. I don't want to use, I hate using the word magic, but that's the magic of music. <laughs> magic is such a polluted term, damn it. Yeah. Damn yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so there we are. So you've got 100 limited uh, limited bundles, and that is all five colors um, yep. available at therockologist.com. And you also have the individual colors available, and all, and that's uh, everything. There's only 500 copies of each color, and that that's includes right. the stuff that's bundled. That's right. And actually, the bundles are almost all gone. Um, I mean, it's not an exaggeration. I don't remember the number, but it's I know it's under 30 or something. And like those that. Co- and the bundles come with an exclusive slip mat, uh-huh. um, which feature the artwork to both of the albums. Um, Anything else to add, Tom? Well, it's been an awful lot, hasn't it? You know, it is. Appreciate, appreciate you guys having me on. You know, uh, uh, it's always fun to you know uh, have a chance to talk to people about stuff and and have a chance to you know speak about these records again. You know, uh, if you're a Peter Chris fan, I, I do seriously believe these are the best pressings that ever existed of them. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm going to end on this point. If you are a Peter Chris fan, or if you are not, you can enjoy the fun of breaking the shrink wrap on one of Peter Chris's early solo releases. One was buried. Well, they were both buried by Casablanca. You know, 
Un, you know, without justification, because Out of Control has a lot of really good music. That was uh, Peter with Stan Pendridge, David Wolfert, um, a lot of the really cool studio cats, and it's a great sounding album. You you better run. Pat Benatar had a yeah. hit with that the next year. And then, of course, Peter comes back in 82. Uh, Jenny Lee had been born, born at the time. Um, he puts out a hard rock album that's only released in Europe and international markets. Um, it's a crying shame. All hail the cat man. Tom Shannon, thank you for joining us on the Kiss FAQ podcast. Uh, that's it for now. Chime in with your thoughts. You got any questions? Post them in the Rockologist Facebook group, not on the wherever you've watched this today. <laughs> Go over to Facebook. That's where you can find Tom and find out everything that he's working on, his auctions and his other sites. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.